Goats. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Goat, Tom Brady. I'm Gary Myers, and this is bonus episode two, Tom Brady's TKO of the hoodie. It used to be Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the GOAT of quarterbacks and the GOAT of coaches. Now it's Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. It's a matter of opinion who is more important to the Patriots dynasty, which is now officially over. But it's not up for debate who won round one in season one of their divorce. Roger Goodell stepped in and stopped the fight. It's Brady by TKO. Tom is on the verge of taking his new best buddies in Tampa to the playoffs for the first time since 2007 with a wild card spot of virtual certainty and a division championship still a possibility. Belichick and the Patriots were eliminated from the playoffs on Sunday in Miami and will miss the postseason for the first time since 2008 and only the fourth time in Belichick's 21 years in New England. For this season, Belichick clearly misses Brady more than Brady misses Belichick. That was evident even before pictures made the rounds of Tom standing in front of his brand new baby blue multi-million dollar boat docked in St. Petersburg. That was just about the same time Boston was getting socked with more than a foot of snow. Advantage, Brady. In this episode of The Goat, Tom Brady, I'm going to bring in my longtime friends, Phil Sims and Chris Collinsworth, two of the all-time best football analysts, to weigh in on the Brady versus Belichick argument. As far as the argument, who misses who more, for 2020, the exclamation point arrived on Sunday. Just as Brady was on fire finishing off a comeback victory in Atlanta after being down 17 in the third quarter to get the Bucks' record to 9-5, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins and dropped to 6-8, and eight, and now all that's left of their season is trying to avoid their first losing season in 20 years. Brady was asked after Sunday's game if he's been paying attention to the Patriots this season and the fact they're not going to make the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. As far as the Patriots, you know, they have their own thing going and I've really been focused on what my how my play needs to be a quarterback, the execution I need. And, um, you know, they're not really an opponent of mine. I obviously have a lot of friends there, a lot of great relationship, but uh, they've been focused on what they need to do and I've been trying to focus on what, what my job is. The Bucks own an easy path to 11-5, which would only be one victory short of the franchise record set in their 2002 Super Bowl season. They finished the regular season with games at Detroit on Saturday and then at home against the Falcons on January 3rd. The Lions are 5-9 and nine and the Falcons are 4-10. and 10. There's also still a chance the Bucs could win the NFC South. The Saints have a one-game lead with a 10-4 record, but their sweep of Tampa this season gives them the tiebreaker. But if the Bucs win their last two and the Saints, who have now lost two in a row, lose at home to the Vikings and then at Carolina, the Bucs will be 11-5 and New Orleans will be 10-6. The division winner gets to play at home in the opening round of the playoffs with the wildcard team on the road. Not counting the 2008 season when Brady suffered a season-ending ACL injury in the first quarter of the first game, he has missed the playoffs 
just once as a starter, all the way back in 2002. If you asked me before this season if Belichick would miss Brady more than Brady would miss Belichick, I would have said without hesitation, Belichick would be the one longing for the good old days. Why? For one year, Brady could overcome the inferior coaching of Bruce Arians and his staff. But Belichick was not going to be able to overcome inferior quarterback play by Cam Newton. And that's exactly how it's played out. The Bucs are 2-0 since their bye week after Sunday's 31-27 victory in Atlanta and have a chance to head into the playoffs with a four-game winning streak. Sunday's comeback wasn't quite as dramatic as the Patriots' victory over the Falcons in Super Bowl 51 when Brady was stuck in a 28-3 hole in late in the third quarter and climbed out of it for an amazing overtime victory. Besides, the Falcons have blown some incredible leads this season, so all they did Sunday was follow the script. Belichick had the luxury of Brady for two decades. Now he's finding out how it is for almost everybody else in their search for a franchise quarterback. It can be a lonely and long process. Brady always had a better chance to win this year than Belichick. The Bucs simply have better talent than the Patriots. But the biggest debate that might go on forever is what happened over the last two decades in New England. So let's get started with Collinsworth. I worked with Chris for 13 years when Inside the NFL was on HBO. It was pretty clear from our first year together on the show in 1989 that he was going to be a superstar. I asked Chris the question that hangs over the NFL about the Patriots dynasty. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Or did they need each other? I think it's exactly the latter. You know, I mean, all along, I thought it was sort of a silly discussion. I know that, you know, it's part of who we are as a society, right? But there's no way that you could look at those two great people and go, oh, you know what? One of them is going to leave and the other one's going to go win the Super Bowl without any problem at all. And the other one's going to fall flat on their face. <laughs> right? Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. It just, just, you know, they're both obviously talented people. Now, maybe it reinforced in their own minds how significant the other person was in their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, that... I mean, think about from Brady's standpoint to have that base core knowledge of any defensive coordinator that they ever played. And Tom will tell you this, that riding on the plane coming back from the last game, they're up there and Bill's giving them a full breakdown of everything that, that the next defensive coordinator likes to do and is all about and nuances off of it and understood it so well, right? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, think of what, how well Belichick also understood Brady, his strengths and weaknesses uh, as a quarterback. Uh, as he got later in his career, made sure that he always had, you know, Edelman or somebody mm -hmm. to check the ball down to, a big tight end to get the ball to, uh, make sure he's protected, not, not let him take the hits. I mean, it was a marriage that lasted over 20 years and this is something that you just don't see in the nfl i mean no matter who the relationship is uh 
is between, they're going to be ups and downs in that relationship. You know, that's just the nature of that beast. But I think looking back at it, it's even more fun to analyze the greatness of the combination of those two and what they brought uh, to each other that makes it so historic. And, and in my mind, that just got settled even more watching them both this season, trying to figure out what the next step in life was going to be without the other. You're listening to a special episode of The GOAT, Tom Brady. We'll be back in a moment. Phil Sims and I go way, way back. I was covering the Giants for the Associated Press when they drafted Phil seventh overall in 1979. Phil was always one of my go-to guys in the locker room, and he's still a guy whose perspective really counts. He got fired up when I asked him who deserves the credit in New England. Well, listen, I, I don't know what to say to that question. Everybody wants to answer wants the answer to that. And, you know, I, I'm just being honest. I hate the question and because it's ridiculous. And no, no player or organization is great and gets it done because of just one player. It, it always has to start with the coach. That's what does it all. The coach has an impact on all the players, the stars, everybody, wins and losses, how they deal with people, what they design, and it just goes on and on. So, you know, that, that it's, so it's hard to judge. Did Tom Brady take advantage of the situation and the fact that he worked and continuously got better as a player, as a thrower, moving in the pocket, all those things through the years? And did he adapt to, a, in my eyes, at least four different styles of offense? Yes. So, yeah, you need it all together. Coaches, organizations, and uh, they need a so-called quarterback that can get them to the Super Bowl and win. I'm not even going to say a franchise because I hate that term too. But, of course, Tom Brady was – he carried it in different ways. He was part of the process. And as the farther it went along in his career, he became the process. Hmm. And a great adapter at that. So, you know, what has this year told me? Nothing that I already didn't know and nothing that was going to happen this year in New England or down in Tampa Bay that was going to change my thought process on all of this. Bill Belichick has done a terrific job coaching the unit that he has right now. And Tom Brady has shown that his talent is still, his arm, it's still top-notch. Is he adapting and all that? Hey, they've had enough time, but it's working out, I would say, pretty dang well down in Tampa Bay. And uh, so... Uh, you know, give them, give them both great credit. But as you know, Gary, and I know, there's so many other things involved. And it's one of the things I hate about TV and what I do or whatever, not whatever, but that we always go, well, the quarterback, the coach, that's it. And we know it takes a lot more than that. So uh, as you can hear, as I'm talking, it gets me going sometimes because that question will never be answered. Let's let it go. Remember in the movie when Harry met Sally, when they were just friends, then took their relationship a step further, then they weren't friends, and finally realized they could not live without each other? I admit it. I have no idea if Brady or Belichick ever watched the movie. But after 20 years together, Brady and Belichick decided they had to split up, just like Meg Ryan 
and Billy Crystal. I mean, come on, who didn't love the final scene of that movie? Harry and Sally had the good sense to realize they needed each other and wound up getting married. Brady and Belichick were married in a sense, got divorced in March, but there will be no reconciliation until Brady retires and then the Patriots retire his number 12 in Foxborough. Even with the Bucks' success, I still think Brady misses Belichick. Tampa's talent is the best Brady's had around him since 2007, when New England became the first team to finish 16-0 and they barely missed winning the Super Bowl. If Belichick was coaching this year's Bucks, they would probably be 13-1 or 12-2 and favorites to be the first team to play the Super Bowl on their home field when Super Bowl 55 is played on February 7th. He's that much better than Bruce Arians. But the gap is even wider between Brady and Cam Newton and Brady's skilled players in Tampa and the practice squad offensive talent in New England. Here's Sims again. Everybody goes, well, Tom Brady, you know, he got in there because Drew Busso got hurt. Listen, I went up there his rookie year and was covering the, the Patriots. They weren't that good, of course, but I remember doing it, and I watched Tom Brady. I followed him in Michigan and everything. And even then, about middle of that year, those coaches were talking about Tom Brady to me and saying things that I was just going, really, really, okay, wow. So he had already caught their eye, and they, I think they, well, I know, they saw the future that what he could be with the New England Patriots. And um, would he to got into that lineup and Drew Bledsoe didn't get hurt. Um, you know, I, I, we don't know that answer. But I know Drew Bledsoe had to keep playing well probably just to keep that job in there uh, with the Patriots. So that's how much Tom Brady impressed him, what he did, the way he handled himself. Bill Belichick has his criteria of what he wants his quarterback to be. And uh, I think Tom Brady was crossing or checking all those boxes as he watched him his rookie year. Let me just have one follow-up question. Um, sure. So they, they go to nine Super Bowls together and they win six. I think it, it probably goes without saying that they wouldn't have achieved that success at that level without each other. But Well, yeah, of course. That's easy to say. Yes, I think they, you know, we put, we put a great coach, a great innovator, um, a, a coach that was always willing to change and trying to stay ahead with a quarterback that did the same thing. And, you know, his mentality of dealing with the coach, dealing with the environment that he was in, it's, it's as we hear every player that goes to New England, wow, this is different. Yeah, it's a pressurized situation uh, uh, created by the coach and expectations are off the charts. So, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 um, it, they needed each other and can, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl this year? Hey, absolutely. I think it's still the, the question or the answer is we're going to find out. But I still think Tampa Bay uh, really hasn't hit their stride and played their best football yet. And I think they're an extremely dangerous team uh, once they get into the playoffs. Brady and Belichick are incredibly competitive. And now the competition includes each other. If Brady or Belichick can win a Super Bowl without the other they will own major bragging rights. We all know the Patriots scorecard from the Brady-Belichick era. 20 years, 
nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowl championships. Take away Brady's rookie year in 2000 when he threw just three passes and his injury season in 2008, and it's really 18 seasons. That means they made it to the Super Bowl 50% of the time and won it 33% of the years Brady was the starter. That's just never going to happen again in the NFL. Brady and Belichick would not have won six Super Bowls without each other. They were able to coexist and share the credit, which is not easy. It drove Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson apart and broke up the Dallas dynasty of the early to mid-90s. Brady needed Belichick to draft him in 2000 when 198 players went before him. He needed Belichick and his coaching staff to develop him. But once it became clear Brady was a special player, Belichick needed him even more. Remember, Belichick was 37 and 45 in five years in Cleveland and 5-13 in his second year in New England before Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe. Brady made everybody around him better. Belichick often abused that privilege by surrounding Brady with mediocre talent. Brady always took less than market value on his contracts to give Belichick the flexibility to spread the money around rather than devour too big a portion of the salary cap. That led to some of Brady's discontent. As the talent level around him diminished, Brady had to wonder where the money he saved Belichick was being spent. And here's one issue that's really been overlooked. The pressure is on Brady, not Belichick, to win this year or next. Once Brady left, it gave Belichick a honeymoon period to rebuild the roster and find a quarterback. You're listening to a special episode of The GOAT Tom Brady. We'll be back in a moment. Brady is 43 years old, signed a two-year, fully guaranteed $50 million deal to win right now for the Bucs. If he doesn't deliver a championship to Tampa, either this season or next, his time there will be considered a disappointment. This season, Brady has 32 touchdown passes and 11 interceptions, and is coming off a 390-yard, two-touchdown game against the Falcons. He's getting hot at the right time. That's been a career pattern for him. Here's Collinsworth. Do you think there's more pressure on one or the other to prove that they can win without the other one? Um, I don't. I mean, you know, I guess we're talking about legacies. If one of them were to win another Super Bowl without the other one, you know, does that give that person a little leg up? Yeah. But even if that were to happen, would you think any less of Belichick or would you think any less of Brady if it were the other one? You know, I wouldn't because I know how hard it is to win one. And the way those guys won Super Bowls in the fourth quarter and then the last minute, the last second sometimes, um, you know, it was was really pretty amazing. Um, so I, it just, I, I, I think it's a fun argument. Believe me, I did talk radio for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I probably would have done 100 shows on this topic because it, it stirs people up, right? It brings out the emotions. and. And that's what sports fans like. We like to argue and debate and fight, you know, pick these things apart. 
But at the end of it, they needed each other, and, it, and it's been proven out. Chris is right, of course. Brady and Belichick needed each other. But apart, round one goes to Brady. He's all but assured to be playing past the first Sunday in January. Belichick will be at home. The next Brady-Belichick pressure point. The Bucks are playing the Patriots in New England in the 2021 regular season. It will be the most anticipated homecoming in Boston since Paul Revere returned from his midnight ride. I'm Gary Myers, and thanks for listening to bonus episode number two of The GOAT, Tom Brady. The GOAT, Tom Brady, is the production of Diversion Podcast in association with iHeartRadio. This season is written and hosted by me, Gary Myers. Executive producers Scott Waxman and Mark Francis for Diversion Podcast and Sean Titone for iHeartRadio. Story editing by Scott Waxman with editorial direction from John Tuttle. Editing, mixing, and sound design by Mark Francis. Archival research by Brianne Murphy. Verna Fields is our technical producer, and our director of marketing and business development is Jacob Bronstein. Special thanks to Oren Rosenbaum at UTA. Find Diversion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Diversion Pods. And let us know, what do you think of the show? Send us your questions, your comments, and even your critiques. That's Diversion Pods on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Diversion Podcasts.